0: When I think of a woman of valor, I think of someone dressed in a military suit, like adorned in medallions and just upright and confident and strong. And when I found this beautiful woman and she introduced me to the Women of Valor Collective, where I had the beautiful opportunity to write and share with her community, I was enamored by how she provided confidence day by day in and out through the stories of others' testimonies by giving them insight into the valor that they could own under the love and adoration and promise of our Father in Heaven. And so today, Melissa and I unpack what this community means to her, how it was established, how it was designed, even from her own testimony. And isn't that exactly what God would have us do? He'd have us go through the fire, have us unpack who we are in perhaps intimate situations, perhaps uncomfortable situations, mainly uncomfortable, if you know anything about my story. Uh, There was not a lot of um, resting and not a lot of being, but a lot of doing in who I was striving so difficult and striving so hard to become. And so it was just such an honor, and honor and valor go so beautifully together, to sit alongside her and conversate and dreamcast over the vision of this growing community. Hundreds of women submitting their own stories to be shared and No filter in that whatsoever, simply an act of ministry to spread the good news, to showcase how God shows up in all of those situations, and He becomes the change agent for which we get to stand adorned with another medal to say, I've done it, and I can just see Him handing it over our neck as a daughter of the King Mosai to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so I hope today this conversation blesses you. I hope that you feel inspired to write or speak or share your story in some way. And if you do, Melissa is your girl. So reach out, check out the incredible website and community that she's creating and speak and know that you are a woman of valor. And if you don't feel quite like the aligned, pristine, pressed white suit yet, know that it is yours for the taking, friend. All right. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you can hear or see that when it's going live, but that new the clap at the end.
1: Come oh, on,
0: that was cute, I love it. <laughs> Isn't it so fun, that was new. So I am so excited for us to be here together and I too feel like clapping and just being excited and grateful for the day, but more so importantly, just grateful to have an opportunity to get to know you more. Um, we've been in communication for, gosh, a few months now, but to yeah. see um, our relationship evolve and everything that God has is doing in your life, I'm just excited to see how that got to be Um, and and learn more about who you are. So, you guys, this is Melissa, and she is with Women of Valor Collective, which is how we got connected. And so I would love for you to just introduce yourself, give us a little bit of your backstory, your bio, if you will, and we'll dive right in.
1: Um, My name is Melissa. I am from the North and moved down to Florida for a corporate job. And um, while I was down here, I found a church, and kind of really just got back into um, my faith and my walk. Um, it, you know, I've been saved since I was six years old, but did my own thing and followed my own path for a while. I think we all kind of can relate to that. Yeah. Um, and so, coming down here to Florida, I found a great church that I just started growing, and for years, I would say, I need to tell my story or I need to write a book or something. And I'm not a writer (laughs) by any means. Um, But I, you know, I felt this call to do something, to speak to other women, to encourage other women. Um, I have four adult children. I know I don't. You don't. I'm I'm very impressed
0: by that. (laughs) Your skin is just glowing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's because what, my daughter's 20 and she helps me with my makeup, right?
0: <laughs> that's the best. That's the best. I right. can't imagine my daughter being that age, but I'm, I'm not excited, but I'm excited because I,
1: I am fun. really close to my mom and it's so cool. It's fun. She's like, you know, my best friend. She's in college now, but um, saved for all of my life and uh, just did what I wanted to do. I knew um, God, I knew the law, but I didn't have a relationship right so yeah. i didn't i didn't uh have this love or connection i just was you know thinking this is what i have to do and i have yeah. to do this to be, you know, to go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, instead
0: of letting... I haven't heard of it or thought of it as like the law. It is the law. I mean, yeah. is essentially like Old Testament, like here, do this, do this, do this in order to be under the grace of the Lord, to get, get into heaven, just like you're saying. It's like here, you only get your keys if you follow the rules,
1: right? right. Like
0: you're the mom, you understand so I knew the driving. The law.
1: Right. I knew, <laughs> right, I knew the law, I knew the commandments. I knew how I should do the right things, yeah. but I didn't have... This relationship that I have now with God, where I'm talking, or you know, uh, when we talk about WVC, I'll explain. I was arguing, you know, with God saying, "No, that's not what I want to (laughs) do." I I, I (laughs) love that real relationship now, and yeah, and so in doing that, I started stepping out into some other areas because all my children. Grew up, went to college, moved out, whatever, you know, what have you. And I found myself with a lot of extra time on my hands. And uh, I said, OK, I want to write a book. I want to write about some of these experiences in my past and some of the mistakes that I made and and some of the things that God brought me out of yeah. um, a very abusive uh, relationship and marriage and, and mm-hmm. issues that were that are deep, yeah. that are very deep. And um, to help other women. And I didn't know what that looked like. So I just kind of went into I went to She Speaks. I went to conferences. I started painting. I started writing. I just started developing, you know, different uh, me time. Right. Yes. I I love 25 years raising children. So. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I would love to know for any of the listeners that are on now, like what, how old are your kiddos? How many do you have? Because I feel like we're like kind of straddling, like I'm a mama, but my kiddos are young. And then you're on that other spectrum of your kiddos are growing still. I mean, they're still pretty young. Uh, My mom always tells me that like, raising children never ends. And so even though they're out of your house, she says it's actually harder now that we're grown because she worries about us more because yeah. she, you don't have that control factor or that like mama hen factor of like, mm-hmm. they come home to my nest in the nighttime and I can yeah. take care of them. It's like they're out with their own families and um, they're doing their own thing and that control is gone. So really releasing them to the Lord is probably a whole nother learning lesson for you for motherhood.
1: Well, and it's also a way the enemy... Attacked me and held me back for a little mm, while because I knew that I only knew the law. So when I was raising them, I did the same thing. Sure. And I didn't teach them. They went to Sunday school. They know the, I mean, Veggie Tales was in my house yeah. you know, all the time. But they didn't know, they don't have a, and to this day, I don't know that they have a, a real relationship. Um, as adults now, because I just didn't teach, I didn't know better, you know, and I would say to the women um, that have younger children, that's your mission field right now is to make sure the number one thing is to make sure those children have their own relationship with Christ and not just, this is what we do on Sundays. This is, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. It has to be a loving you know, mutual back and forth between yeah. the child and, and, and God and, and it's personal. It's it's theirs.
0: That's so good. How how then do you like emulate that for them to learn now? Because even though right. you're their mom and they're grown like and you might think that you don't have as much influence because they're not there in your home. You do. And you matter and they still see you and they still watch you and they still want to glean from you and get wisdom from you, especially as you've gone through some of these dark times that you're talking about, like teach us, how can I impart that now?
1: Well, one thing that um, I constantly do, and I heard somebody say this, it, I send every single day, I send them something, whether it's a funny meme, a scripture, or a lesson or something. We have a group text and I send it every single day. And, you know, people uh, are, would say, well, they might, you know, they're not reading any of that. And I said, you know what? If they only read five out of the 65 days yeah. out of the year, you know, then uh, let that be the five, let that be what sinks into them, right? So that's the yeah. first thing. The second thing is, um, my mentor, um, she's the leader of my life group at church, Hajo. She also writes for the blog on, on our website. She told me one time, and I just love this. I call it a Hajoism. God doesn't make grandchildren. He makes children only. And so when I sat down, my daughter went to college, I said, you know, Trinity, you are a daughter of God, just like I am. There there's no grandchildren here in the kingdom. So you are equal to me in God's eyes now as an adult and you're gonna be standing in front of him without me. I, I'm not going to be there. You're responsible now wow. for your own because you're a daughter of, of the king. Right. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's a so, high call. It's interesting to think of it that way because I yeah. always feel like I'm having conversations about like generational change or generational curses or uh, any of the that. And so to think that there's a and there's a individualism in that experience and yeah. so you have to answer to god and you alone yeah and, and once they're
1: um, at that age of of maturity or at the age where they understand god does hold them responsible yeah and they are responsible for their own relationship mm-hmm. and it's knowledge right i didn't know what i didn't know yeah. and now that i do now i teach it to them um yeah. we also do uh you know we started traditions and we have sunday dinners every sunday and we get into some pretty heated conversations yeah <laughs> cool self- now, you know, so that's been interesting. I'm sure. And even like knowing
0: that there's, they're all so different and there's no, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And now their experiences are, are being infused into those perceptions. Um, so I love that. So tell me like, when was the shift for you of, of being law to relationship and what did that process and
1: journey look like? I think it was, um, I've always, I've always, to people, I, I always felt that if you don't know the answer, you go to somebody that that does or that knows more than you write in any field or any, I mean, at my job, it, wherever. So uh, when I was struggling, I went to my pastor and my pastor said, you need to know who you are as a daughter of, of God and um so i started searching and i started surrounding myself with women like my mentor and different things that have much more that had much more knowledge than i did i was like a baby again a baby christian again so i surrounded myself with adults and 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 more mature christians and um i think for the ministry what really hit me was um going to that she speaks and going to, um, kind of by myself and going in the, only relying on God at that moment. Cause I was very, very nervous and, 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 uh, it was totally out of my bubble. It, it, you know, I'm in a room with 500 other women that are writers and experienced. And I'm like, yeah, what? you know, hi, I want to be a writer. <laughs> I didn't know, anything. I didn't awesome. know what year I didn't did know you know, go? What year were you there? Uh, let's see. So this year it was canceled. It was the right. previous year. So okay, we had 2019.
0: just 19. Okay. We didn't uh, meet there though. We didn't. No, I, okay. I, I mean, there's
1: so many people
0: there. <laughs> I know. I know. But I'm always like, when I hear somebody who's at the yeah. same conference, I'm like, did we meet there? Because right, you do. You meet. Right. Need- so I mean, I probably hugged you, or at something at some point, right? And so, it, or passed a business card. I've told right. my uh, creative designer, I was like, I just want to like take the business card and just like throw them up in the air. That way, everybody gets one. I spent my money's well worth on them, and then maybe maybe we
1: cross paths, right? It was an amazing experience. Yeah. I had it never, so cool. I had never experienced anything like that. Yeah, every moment was God inspired. Every but to answer your question, it was prior to that, that I just started really looking towards mentors and answers and searching. And I believe that God intended me to go to that, to that conference. I've never been to a conference like that before. My my husband was, yeah, go, you know, encourage, like every step of the way, he just opened the doors for me to go. And um, then the ministry was birthed because I thought I was going there to learn how to write a book (laughs) and on on the plane ride home, you know, God said, no, you're, you're going to start a ministry. And I I said, no, that's not what I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. You know, you have this back and forth with God, like you think you can argue with his plan. (laughs)
0: yes we do we often do that's our tendency but he proves to us otherwise right so Great. walk us through that like um i you know i call ministry an entrepreneurial journey because i believe it's the same thing you're still establishing a concept um a business idea a, a mission mm-hmm. a value statement all of those things right. uh, still a community you're still serving whether or not it's in a monetary realm or not i i think it's still a business so Walk me through that entrepreneurial experience of of coming into this space and if you're still working or if this is a side hustle, if this is like well, going... I am working
1: okay <laughs> I, I am working and the career that I have is in um, operations. So I'm very corporate, very business oriented. so you know when you hear God speak, not audibly, but when you hear that nudge and that that push from him, my mind immediately, well, how am I going to do this with my job? How am I, you know, and immediately you go to your own strength again, instead of relying on him. And so if I really just listened, I know what God was telling me was just write. And I uh, write a letter. I wrote a letter to 30 of my best friends on the plane coming home from Charlotte, you know, wrote a letter, Sent it out to them, and the letter basically said, "I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what this is. I just know that God has called me to do this specifically for women, specifically to encourage women and to just support women in their walk with Christ." I, like, I don't even know what that you know. How do you yeah. make a business out of that? I don't know. Yeah. But I just know that this what he's saying to me, and every one of those women called and said. I'm there. I'm with you. If that's what you, you know, if you feel God is telling you this, I'm a hundred percent behind you. And I'm not even kidding you. When I tell you women just all over my mother, my mother is on the board, you know, uh, women that watched uh, me grow up in the church as a child helping, uh, you know, and it's just flourished and turned into something completely different than I could have. Isn't it amazing when you think you know what, you you know, what <laughs> your plan is, and then God just blows you right out of the water. You know? Every single time, every single time,
0: right. I think that that's an experience, no matter if you're in business, or you're in motherhood, or your, you know, relationships or anything. And it's just I've learned that the the more out of control I am, the more I release control, the yeah. more he actually provides in such yeah. an abundant way.
1: Where we, get we, we, do. Get oh, yeah. we do.
0: We I, do. I lived outside of my relational knowing of God for m- basically my whole life um, and late into my 20s and everything was a control Situation: Everything was by my might, by my hand, by my ability, by my energy, by my looks, by everything I can do. And honestly, this how I believe is really how I was taught, and it's you know a societal thing as well. And so, when in our lives are we ever taught to submit? Right. And so, to learn how to submit when you're a mother, already a wife, or been in a relationship at that point, we'd been together for almost seven years. Like, how do you come under the, right. the wing, right? How do you come down to your knees? And it was a process of, of stripping away um, that I had to less release that lack of humility, <laughs> release that yeah. confidence factor that was given based on it worked. Half the time I was in control, it worked. But did it work? freely? Did it work well? Was I fully in joy? Was I fully experiencing the fruit
1: of the Lord? Absolutely not. He withheld. Or was it, right. Or did it fill the will, right? You don't yes. know where that extends even. Yes. You, you don't know how far that extends because we're trying to control yes. who we're affecting, you know, yes. and God's like, but I'm affecting a hundred people when you you know, you think your 10 is great.
0: <laughs> yes, it's so true. It's so true. So I love, so you established the idea, you sent it out to people, which I love that you like sent it out to that circle of women who had then been the influence in your relational understanding of the Lord. They were there to support you because that's what right. they're supposed to do. And that's what they do because they love you. Um, how did you establish whether it was going to be a blog or a podcast or?
1: Right. So a lot of The women um, had amazing stories as well, and a few of them were writers, um, not maybe published writers, but they loved to write. Some of them were poets and um, which I loved your your poem. And I think that um, what happened was really. We didn't even have a name and we didn't have a mission statement. We didn't have anything. And so when I put the group together, we just started adding women that gave their feedback and their experiences and their information um, and what they were good at. And God just drew everybody. We just kind of all, you know, fit together so nicely that. We came up with a mission statement. I created a website. Someone else helped do a logo. And then we were looking up online. Women of Valor is everywhere, right? It's it's everywhere. And um, so there was a 500 Women of Valor ministries. And the reason we came up with Women of Valor in the first place was because of uh, Wendy Blight's um, message at that. She speaks, remember? Yes. my mind was so blown from that message about women were not weak; they were not women of valor. The Ashet Khalil, thats why we use that in the in the um, the name of our of our ministry—is yeah. because those words were not interpreted correctly. And it's really women of strength. It's women. It was a military term, and it's and it's supposed to be strong, but. We, you know, the 16th century or whatever century English changed it so that you they are. And it's so it's funny that you said use the word submit because people have a bad connotation with that. Yes. Right? Oh, but definitely. It's not.
0: No, but it's, it's really not. not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I, always see this like understanding of submission actually takes you higher. And so mm-hmm. it's just a, it's the posture by which your heart is set before the Lord and before That's yourself good. even. That's and good. it's not necessarily that you are weak. It's actually right. in your strength, you're capable of submitting, which, right. you know, it's just an oxymoron. And I think that it goes to show like God himself, like he has so many different faces and like he's capable of the strong in the same moment that he can fill your weak. And so he's He's that good and he's that multifaceted, um, but it takes us uh, a process of
1: unbecoming in order to become, right? <laughs> right. And it, and it was a it was a release at at um when I listened to that message because I had never heard it spoken that way and I was always well I'll never be a proverb 31 woman I can't I can't attain that but that's not what that wasn't a command of God it was a queen writing to her son and and just saying like look for a woman like this and so we would want to aspire to that but it's strength that you get from that yeah. and yeah. then And then you partner with your husband. And and it just was, it all came together so nicely. The woman that helped um, create the logo uh, said, you know, ministry, that's a, you know, that's going to be a word you're going to fight with for a while because you're going to, how are you going to set yourself aside? We came up with the word collective, collection of women. It's a collection of writers. It's a collection of um, authors, uh, speakers, just mothers. Yeah. Doesn't matter what race. And what, so what we decided to do was anybody that wanted to write, send us something. And it just, it started pouring in. And the easiest way I could create a website was to do a blog. So I just really no knowledge of how to do it.
0: (laughs) Blind Leap of Faith. That's so cool. That's so amazing. And it it is true. And the more that I'm like, connect with new women and and even men, uh, that there are just so many different abilities within them, but every single person has a story. So I get to help um, alongside my creative designer, like bring to life podcast ideas um, that can serve God and his kingdom in a righteous way. And whether this this one that we just did uh, is a guy who you wouldn't think from the exterior that if you saw the podcast name, it would be something that's like kingdom oriented, but it's the mind, body and soul. It's the full understanding of home wealth, just as much as it is pocket wealth. And then other people who are just bringing to life their own stories all of them have a desire to share other people's stories. And so like we're never going to run out of stories. No, but we right, have to just right. keep allowing a space for people to speak and yeah. write and share and show yeah. up. And so I am such a, a passionate towards that word collective because it's yeah. so um, so the heart of the Lord.
1: Yeah. And 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 we were even we have staff meetings on Tuesday nights and we were even talking about because we went to uh, Battle Cry in Savannah. It it was a tent revival. It was so, so much fun. And we were saying, well, how do we present this? How do we have a have a booth? or a table and say, Hey, hi, we're, you know, we're a collection of women. (laughs) So we decided to come up with some words and we decided that maybe it's just prayer. Maybe it's just that we pray. And I love that you, when we first prayed earlier, before we went live, that you said just the one, because that's Mm -hmm. exactly what we're talking about. One, now we are Focused on women, but one woman at a time. Yeah. Um, if we can just get one woman to to feel strong and get that mature relationship with Christ, then everything we do is is worth it. One at a time. Yeah. Um, so our new for twenty twenty one, we're going to have a planning meeting and 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 we are focusing on sewing, serving, supporting, encouraging, and giving. That wow. is that's it. That's all it's going to be. It's not. We don't want anything from you. We, we just that's want amazing. To, to support just you.
0: Bring you up. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: so beautiful.
0: And it's so neat because that's Jesus, right? That was his right. heart. Like there was no, like those are deep calls though. Those are big yes. calls. Yeah. Um, but to know that like as you bring one up and this is like business knowledge as well, but like one touches nine, which touches 16. Right. So the ripple effect, which is inside right. of my coaching logo is that you make that splash and
1: you touch so many more people in that one person. At, and so uh, it's, yep, was, at, it's a At, beautiful, Battle, Cry, at yeah. Battle Cry, there was one woman that kind of was hanging around and we talked and we chatted and yeah. eventually it got to- tears and prayer and, 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 uh, baptism. I mean, just just from a conversation, do that more. Right. I think that this pandemic, if it's taught me anything is, um, I don't do enough of that. I, I, I don't personally do enough of that in my own life, but, Loving that we can have technology, and yes. we can, you know, at least stay connected. I love yeah. seeing the women that are on my staff. The co-founder, um, Tori, she's in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. vice president, the secretary of the treasurer, they're Chicago, Arizona. I mean, I so we just get together once a week and and do a live Zoom and say, so what can we do now? What's the that's next awesome. thing? But you know, what can we do?
0: You know, and that's such a big thing, Melissa, is because so many people. I was just literally right. For this, on a coaching call for some women that I'm helping um, establish their businesses, establish their ministries, and the there's all these questions, right? There's all these ideas and directions that you could go, and um, things that you could flourish yeah. within systems you could create, uh, communities that you could devise, and ultimately, it's really about just taking that next small step, and the vision comes to fruition because it's exceedingly abundantly more than you could plan. Again, we talked about that control. And so why try to vision cast what the end of 2021 is going to be like when we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring? And so it's just in our act of obedience, in our act of submission within the calling that we then get to take the next step and the new door opens
1: yes and and so our heart is just to we've we have had a guest author every month i mean Mm -hmm. we had we i asked you if you could write something and i that poem is so perfect for you know the time and place that we were in uh we just launched the website in april okay um and we've Tons of authors. Um, I don't know if you know Lauren Crew. She's here in Florida with me. Okay, yeah. And we just did um, her, Casey Hilty, all these women that are online yeah. that are doing their own thing. There's so, there's enough for everybody. That's oh, the yeah.
0: beauty. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the beauty, right? Absolutely. Um, and that's why we have to. That's where we're called to touch all of these people and to speak out and to share our testimonies for that specific reason. So I'd love not- to
1: actually, let me see. This I'm, month and next month, we yeah. have uh, Crystal Stein I love putting out a new book and we did a Bible study on Holy Hustle. It was amazing. And she is so down to earth. It's such a nice person. And she's, uh, you know, a pretty, pretty well-known published um, author and area. Being, she just has a heart of gold. And, and so I would encourage anybody to go on Crystal Stein, Stein's website and, um, get her new book that's out. We just put it on our website, um, also. And then next month we're going to highlight Holy Hustle because it's awesome. a, she wrote that a few years ago, but it's so good so for good. women, women like us that are working and <laughs> yep, know, doing all the in.
0: things.
1: Yes. Doing What's her it new all. book called? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I have, yes, I have it somewhere um that's but okay. she she is
0: phenomenal and
1: just what yeah. a nice down-to-earth person the book is quieting the shout of should it's Ooh, I that's know. A good title
0: quieting yeah. the, the sound of should quieting the
1: shout of should the shout of yes. Should. wow yeah that's it's, on our, it's on our it's on our home
0: page now That's like so timely and so applicable, especially to women, because we have this like, basically, I already can see it happening when my daughter meets somebody new, right? She's not even six years old. And right when somebody meets her, they're already asking her like what she's going to be when she grows up. They're (laughs) already talking about like um, the beautiful, you know, girl that she is or the beautiful woman she's going to be or the heartbreaker. That kills me. I'm like, they're not heartbreakers. They're (laughs) heartmakers. stop that right now. Do not speak that death over my child pray, pray for right now. yeah, I don't like it. But just like thinking about like the people will meet someone and they're little and they're just let them be little. Like they're already like putting uh, their entire life out before yeah. them and they should do this. So you should go to college, which we're not huge advocates for. I went, my husband didn't. And I would have much rather been cultured and traveled and gone and done experiential learning, which is how we hope to teach our children and and try to do with them on a regular basis. But, you know, and then it's time for them to get married. And then right after you get married, the very first question at your wedding is, when are you going to have babies? I'm like, wait, I haven't even been. I don't even know what being married is like. And it's just everything is a should. This is the next thing. This is what you should do next. And at the same, I love
1: it. I can't wait to see. We we interviewed her and I can't wait to post that. I'll make sure so I tag cool. you in it. She's she's phenomenal and and it's funny that you mention all of that because my children we I kind of didn't answer you. Um, but Jordan is 25, Malachi okay. is 23, Ephraim is 21, and Trinity is 20. And we were I had a problem so every 18 blessed. months. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow. People asking if I knew how this happened. I'm like, yes, I do. It's just, you know, it's what happened.
0: That's hilarious. Their names are really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're all, um, that's another funny story. They're all biblical. And then when I had my daughter, I wanted, you know, a biblical name, Miriam or, you know, Ruth or something to go along with the boys. And, uh, tricks came out and the main this big movie the main character's name was Trinity and I so I said well it's kind of biblical right that's right yeah
0: yeah it's so true that's so good that's I love it I think it's beautiful and when I read them on your bio I was like "Ooh, that's interesting there's got to be a story behind that okay so I want to go deeper here Melissa because you've talked to us about the highs right Um, you've mentioned very briefly some of the lows and I truly know that like the testimony that brought you probably to She Speaks or the testimony that brought you to that place of of shifting from law to relationship that you mentioned, what did that season look like? And how can you impart wisdom based on what you walked through?
1: Well, I think that um, a lot of it is um, society clashing with biblical principles, right? I um, was married extremely young and had uh children you know prior to being married um i was didn't know my uh husband well enough to know what i was getting into because i was 19. i mean i don't i can't even imagine 19 year olds now dealing with what i dealt with Mm -hmm. and uh i i just wasn't um i wasn't praying i wasn't following god i was doing my own thing and and i really the, it turned into abusive, um, abusive, behavior talk physical and I just as I continued on this this marriage I just kept thinking God's punishing me for something Mm. I you know God's punishing me because I didn't follow it it, you know what he told me to do because I was having children before I was married I I, but I got married God so you know I was always trying to fix it and thinking that the law was going to save me when that's not the, that's not the redemption story. So I just didn't understand that. And I finally, after 12 years, um, got divorced and, um, that was a whole nother almost death and, and a whole nother, you know, uh, something we all had to go through of, is this okay? Did, you know, God hates divorce. And I just kept hearing all of that versus, no, God doesn't want you to live in abuse. No, God doesn't want you to live in this. You need to start searching for you know God's heart in your calling. And I still didn't, um, but I finally moved down to Florida. Um, I met a, a few people that I continued to do what I wanted to do. And as the kids grew o- grew older, I wanted better, and 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 I just. God kept pulling and he, and I know my mother didn't stop praying. Uh, you know, I, I was 30 something and my mother was still praying, (laughs) you know, just like my in there still praying for them. Right. You contend, contend, contend for your children. So I, um, I prayed, I broke all the family curses. I joined life groups. I couldn't get enough. Of small church groups or the women's, you know, uh, going to the the events the church was holding. I did as much as I I served. I did as much as I could to be around it, and I think that that's that was the change. It wasn't. It wasn't an instantaneous. All of a sudden, I know some people do, and I know some people have that story. But for me, it wasn't instantaneous. I knew Christ all my life. I was. We were speaking in tongues at. You know, six years old running around the church. I mean, it was just that charismatic. He's, you know, that great. That's awesome. That great yeah. Time. Um, and so as I got older, it just morphed, and in, in and God just kept showing me time after time that He was there for me. Time after time, I would call out to Him, and He'd be, you know, and He'd just be there. So yeah. for me, it was a gradual. No, he really does love me. No, this really, you know, and my pastor um, just did a a great sermon that I've clung on to that. Therefore, because I've done all of this for you, right? You have to go to the therefore. (laughs) You have to go there. So I eventually got it. I eventually that's
0: so good. It's so interesting because you know we're called to have that childlike faith, right? And and you did and and probably even when you were younger there was more of that relational understanding. Yeah. It's just it grows out of you as you grow yeah. into the places that we shouldn't be, right? And it's it's where we're abiding, we're supposed to be abiding in yeah. the vine and if you're abiding somewhere else, it's going to show fruit of that somewhere else and that right. fruit is usually rotten. <laughs> as you and experience as I experience as I think everyone has has tasted that, um, that experience in their life. And so, um, I love that regardless when you're looking back now, and maybe even in that time, you said you felt like God was still calling you that yeah. there was still something he would give you another sign, another like spoken word, another affirmation to just mm-hmm. keep pressing into, to who he is. Um, and I just love that. Now you get to have that testimony to share back with your yeah. children yeah. Um, and be an example to them. It's so interesting. I was talking with my mom the other day and and our storylines are very different um, in comparison to like my journey and my relationship with the Lord was established relationally before hers was. and. Um, as she's leaning into this experience, like I can just see this entire newness factor in her. Um, I see the eagerness, the desire, like the prayers have always been there. She, too, was grew up in like a lawful experience and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just didn't understand that my because of that, my my parents put us out of the law experience.